we are all in a new normal. And the longer that you resist the new normal, the more difficult it will get. From Colorado Public Radio, this is At a Distance. Your guide to life during a pandemic. I'm May Ortega. And I'm Sam Brash. Hello, Sam. How are you today? Good. Hey, May. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. You sound not the same as you would in person, but here we are. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to make this work. We're going to have to make this work. Like, what day of isolation is this? Are we two oh my weeks God. in to when we Time were isn't home? real anymore. I don't know. It's not. Uh, two? It's not. It's I guess this is the second week that we've been working from home, at least, right? I know. It hurts. It hurts. Tell, tell me really quick, what is what does your workspace look like? Like, how have you set yourself up at home? My workspace is clean, uh, cleaner than it has been, uh, in, you know, since we started working from home. But that's partly because I realized that I clean when I'm anxious. Um, <laughs> and I've been real anxious lately. I bet a lot of us have been. And uh, also because my workspace is my living space, I like to keep my home clean. It's great. <laughs> so what does your workspace look like right now? Oh, uh, man, I'm the exact opposite of you. Like my workspace is sort of like a conveyor belt of the detritus of my life. Like everything just gets, gets, gets shifting further and further down. So there's like remnants from yesterday's lunch at the end of the table. And then before that, there's my backpack, which I opened up today. And then strangely, like a dirty rag. I don't even know where that's from. It's a mess. It's a mess right now. We're, we're The point is we are figuring this out. This whole work and live yeah. at home. And, and stay where you are thing is really new for us too. Yeah, we're reporters and a lot of our lives still involves understanding the news of what is going on and how this pandemic is unfolding and will unfold. And it's kind of rough listening to the news all the time, but that's why we're producing this podcast. Right, we also understand that it's just hard to make such an abrupt change in anybody's life, in our lives. It's a shock to most of us. Yeah, we aren't eating at restaurants anymore. Uh, The governor has ordered folks to go grocery shopping once a week. And the worst part for me, Sam, personally, no baseball (laughs) to look forward to right now. They had to take baseball. They had to take hugs and baseball along with everything else. It's rough. So we decided to make a podcast to help people cope during these strange times and provide some stories, um, some advice to help you live the best life you can. While we were thinking about all this, we got an email message from a woman who said her life at home is actually going pretty well. I can look at my house as a space that confines me as a jail, or I can look at my house as this is where I'm going to live my life and I'm going to approach this in a creative way to try to live as full a life as possible from the confines of my house. Her name is Allison Sprana. She lives in Fort Collins and she has a system in place, a set of tips to keep her sane. Each morning she wakes up and she opens all the windows. She puts on some music. The other day it was some Beatles. She sketches out a plan for the entire day. I want to organize our guest room. It looks like a bomb went off in there. And she makes sure she always has some music playing in the background. (laughs) 
when it comes to the staying at home thing, she is nailing it. She is, right? And she has so many good ideas she thinks could work for all of us. But the thing is, Allison hasn't gotten good at all of this in the last few weeks. She's not some stay-at-home savant. It's taken a long time. I've been joking that I'm on day 430 of quarantine um, because I essentially became homebound in January of 2019, even though I have been sick for six years. See, Allison isn't home just because of the coronavirus. She's at home because of a chronic medical condition. And she's had to learn how to live her best life in the confines of her own house because of this disease. She's been dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome for years. It's a poorly understood disease, but it basically means Allison had and will always have a really hard time carrying out basic tasks like thinking, doing errands, and just moving around. And on top of that, she'd have these sudden onsets of pain in her throat and neck. She was a music major in college, and she played the flute in an orchestra, but eventually her illness made it too painful for her to perform, so she had to give it up. And eventually, office work even became too difficult for Allison. Was there a moment specifically that you remember when you decided, this is, I can't go outside as often as I would like to, as often, you know, go ride a bike, take a walk. Was there a specific moment that you remember that sunk in in that different way? Yes. I had been working at the County Department of Human Services part-time prior to that, and I was really struggling. Uh, my health was, like, very much declining. Um, and it got to the point where, like, I could not even manage in a wheelchair with a power assist attachment that would push me. I could not manage going 20 feet from my desk to a fax machine to pick up papers and distribute them to staff. Oh, man. And my supervisor, who has been in human services for a long time, sat me down and and she told me, Allison, it's time for you to apply for disability. And um, that was a really hard moment. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just remember crying in her office and I cried for a bit after that because I knew that she was right and I'm so grateful she had that conversation with me. Yeah. That was the moment where I realized like I cannot go outside of my house as much anymore. I cannot even sustain regularly going outside of my house for more than two hours at a time, four days a week. I can't even do that. And I need to fully embrace and accept what my limits are and live within them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so you decided to basically build a life that exists within your home. Is is that right? Yep. That's exactly what I did. I approached it as like, okay, I'm going to creative problem solve my way through this. And so I recreated my life at home. That happened about 14 months ago. But Allison is a positive person. She might be stuck inside for most of the week and confined to a mobility scooter for much of the day, but she says she looks at her new situation as a problem that she could solve with just a little creativity. She says a smart daily routine is the secret to living a great life inside her home. I start by opening all the blinds on my windows in my house, Hmm. every window. Every window? 
every window. Why? Leave no stone unturned because <laughs> the light is so important. When you live your life inside your house, you have to model inside your house on the outside world. And hmm. that includes things like light patterns to make sure that your circadian rhythm doesn't get totally out of whack. Uh, oh, so, right. Okay. So if you leave, right, if you leave the blinds closed all day, your body's just like, what? What? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so... All the blinds. Open all the blinds. Turn on all the lights. I know. I know. The efficiency part of me hurts saying that. It's okay. I think, I think that's okay. And this is where Allison says her experience can really help some of us who are struggling with suddenly having to work from home and steer clear of too much contact with other people. Allison also keeps a productivity planner that helps her map out her day. She looks at her successes from the last week and what she wants to accomplish in the coming week. She also sorts her tasks into mental and physical jobs so she can have a variety of different activities throughout her day. The reason I do it is because I have limited stamina, so I will actually physically suffer if I do too much in a day. Mm. Um, so it has forced me to learn these things, but this is so important for people whose lives are suddenly at home. Um, How come? Why? Like Because having your whole day in front of you, inside your house, especially on days when there's bad weather, so you can't really get outside, it is overwhelming. And it just can feel like your brain is like, I need to do laundry. I need to clean the kitchen. I need to unload the dishwasher. I need mm -hmm. to do 17 different tasks yeah. for my job. <laughs> I need to clean up after my dog. I need, you know, there's Alice so many different Alice, you're like giving things. me, you're like freaking me out. Yeah, that has been the Sorry. last four days. <laughs> Ugh. And here's another one of Allison's important tips. Move around your house. Fold laundry in one room, make your meals in another room, and do your work in another. When you've been stuck inside for 430 days, sitting at the same place to do tasks on your computer uh -huh. all the time just gets old. Mm -hmm. So like when you live your whole life at home, your home is your coffee shop, it's your library, it's your office, it's your school, it's your social space, it's your, your gym, and your space to relax and sleep, which your home always was, right? Right. And so, to me, like, I have to create that feeling within my own house, which is why I move through different spaces in my house, so it kind of mimics that sensation. Okay. Right. Hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, May I haven't been doing that at all. Have you been doing? That? I've been just at my no, kitchen table. No, no, I haven't. I haven't been doing much of anything that they've uh, <laughs> that people recommend I do. Like, yeah, setting. You know, I don't even. I have been doing everything in my living room, which has made it kind of hard because at the end of the day, like when I'm done working. I just stay there where I was right. working to watch TV and just relax, uh -huh. which is difficult. And I, I, I know it's not the best thing to do, but I just, you know, like we are not used to this style of living, I guess. Yes. It's a huge adjustment. Yeah. Another pointer from Allison, and, and this one might feel a little self-serving. She says she fills her home with all kinds of sounds. Sounds like podcasts or, you know, the Colorado Public Radio newscasts or music. And sometimes she does something even a little more unusual than that. 
Something else that you can do is source some like ambient coffee shop noise so that you hear like like vague chattering in the background, but you don't actually listen to the words that they're saying. It's comforting too. It's surprisingly mm-hmm. comforting to just you don't know them. But even in in life, when you're out at a coffee shop, you don't know them, and their chatter, unrelated to you, is still really comforting. It's part of the human experience to hear other humans. Yeah, yeah. And I think like we we don't even think about that until now that it's gone. That like being in public is its own kind of like sensory experience. It it feels different to be around other people than to be alone. It it just does. Like absolutely. You just know when you're in public. You know when you're alone. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's interesting to to hear that you've really tried to adjust for that. Yeah, and in some ways I've tried to recreate it in my own house. And then there's her social life. Allison says you've got to maintain that even if you barely leave the house. So she'll keep in touch with her chronic fatigue support group over text messaging. And she'll use video conference software like Zoom to meet up with friends. And here's another one of her tips, something I didn't really think of. She says, play video games with friends online. You're engaging in a shared activity with them that kind of facilitates the socializing. So that not every moment you're just staring at each other's faces trying to come up with things to talk about. And that's essentially (laughs) what we try to do when we talk on the phone, right? You're not engaging in any shared activity at all. You just have to, like, come up with things to talk about. Yeah. Right. My favorite way to deal with that is playing video games online with people that I know, my friends, (laughs) while we talk live. What kind of games do you like? So, one of my favorites is Stardew Valley. Yeah, I like this on the big screen. Isn't it nice? Yeah, I, don't, I just didn't even think of it before. Oh man, it makes such a difference. Yeah. It's this really calm farming game. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, yeah I have friends who really like that game. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. There's so many options. Also, bonus points, it makes you feel like... You can get out of the house and do things because in your farm, you can go do whatever you want in your farm. There's no quarantine on the farm. (laughs) It's your farm. (laughs) Yep. You can pretend to be a normal person. I think all these ideas are are really helpful, or at least they've been helpful for me. But there's another component to all of this for Allison. Something that she says is almost spiritual. I'm curious, like, what you would say to people who are stuck at home like you were and just feel completely lost right now, not sure what to do with themselves, missing the outside world, uncertain about when things will get quote unquote back to normal. Like what message would you have for them? You have to accept what the new normal is right now. It's, it's gonna require some soul searching. Grief will come with that. Let it come. It's going to come in waves. Let that happen. You're not going to be productive every day on the days that the grief waves come. This is grief for things that can't happen right now. Socializing, for events you were planning, for concerts you were working towards, for sports events you were working towards or looking forward to watching. That grief will come as you accept the new normal that we are in. Is there a some part of you that looks at people like us freaking out about being at home and thinking, you guys really don't get it. You don't have it that bad. Yeah. 
And that has been the most complicated thing for me in this whole process. And I'm not alone. There's a lot of people in the chronic illness world who are feeling that anger and not really sure what to do about it. Because on one hand, we have so much experience with this. We could really help normal people who Mm -hmm. are experiencing this isolation for the first time. Uh And on the other hand, it just feels so unfair. There's a lot of uncertainty about when this is going to be over. So, especially if people are on, you know, day five, six, seven, eight of quarantine and they're already going crazy, you have to be able to live within the space that you're in. May, I feel like of of all of Allison's tips, like this one for me feels like the hardest. Somehow we have to understand this situation as permanent and temporary at the same time. Yeah, like I just keep thinking about when I might be able to see my friends again or go to work again or to even have a game night again because, you know, I love having game nights, having people over. Right. And you, you can't just look forward to that. You can't only focus on those things that might happen again someday. And I know it might not come for a long, long time. Yeah, you just have to live with both those things, that hope and that fear (laughs) somehow simultaneously. I mean, it's tough, but I think it shows how much Allison has to teach us here. Like her tips are small and they're helpful, but they're Mm -hmm. really about making like this bigger shift. Um, They're like little steps to live more comfortably inside of a purgatory. So let's recap all of those tips really quick for all of you who are listening at home. People who are still adjusting to social distancing. First, embrace the use of sound to help you feel less alone. Second, use natural light and the lights inside your home and look out the window. All the time. Third, tackle your daily to-do list by breaking up your tasks. Do physical chores, mental chores, and be sure to make time for relaxing things, too. Yeah, like a, you know, soak in the tub or something like that. Exactly. Fourth, time yourself and block out clear parts of your schedule as you work on those different tasks. And a fifth and final tip, accept that this is your new normal and that it'll pass, but it might not pass for a really, really long time. Here's one more thing Allison illustrated for us. You have to take all those tips and be flexible. Now, Allison might be the expert in living in self-quarantine, but there's something we haven't mentioned. Allison has a husband who usually went to work outside the home, but all of that changed a few days ago because of the virus. So now Allison has someone in her space at all times, and that's been kind of a curveball for her. Yeah, my husband's standing right behind me. <laughs> What's his name? Riley. And and Riley, is he at home with you now all the time? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. My sorry, husband <laughs> is like the only person that I see now. So what is that like? <laughs> yeah, it's different, man. I am used to the house being quiet when he's gone all day at work. <laughs> My silence. <laughs> yeah, my silence is gone. <laughs> so Riley's kind of along for the ride here. He, he He's kind of lucky in that, like, I'm an expert in this. Mm-hmm. And so 
<laughs> it makes it a little bit easier for him, I think, more than other people. <laughs> Is yeah. he giving and you hopefully... a look right now? I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> So, Allison, thank you so much for talking to us and telling us all about your life, what you've gone through, and how you got to this point, and for giving us tips, too, because we really need them. Thank you so really much. Really need them. Thank you, yeah. Allison. We appreciate it. <laughs> of course, I'm happy to help. All right, so that's episode one. We hope we've given you some help on thriving while you're stuck spending lots and lots of time at home. And if you feel like you need some more ideas, some more tips, some more help on how to survive while you're at home, we'll be back soon with more ideas for you. And the weeks after that, we're going to talk about how to handle all aspects of this crisis, even as it changes. We'll be here for you. So thank you for listening. At a Distance is a podcast from CPR News. It's hosted by me, Sam Brash. And me, May Ortega. Our producer is Rebecca Romberg. Our executive producer is Kevin Dale. Brad Turner is our head of audio innovations, and he wrote our theme music. Woohoo! And additional music is by Blue Dot Sessions. If you have tips or story ideas, email us. The address is at a distance at CPR.org. Colorado Public Radio journalists are here for you to report on this pandemic. We're speaking to health experts and helping to make sense of our changing world. This would not be possible without CPR members. Support our work with a donation at CPR.org. And thank you. 